Welcome, writers, readers, and friends to the Authors Talking Bookish podcast. I'm Donna Norman Carbone, author of All That Is Sacred. And I'm Hope Gibbs, author of Where the Grass Grows Blue. We're two debut writers traditionally published by a small publishing house, bringing to you all the experiences that we as authors learn the hard way, so you don't have to. We'll give you insights from the inception of a book idea to publication and beyond. And along the way, we'll share our love of books from the writer's perspective. Welcome to Authors Talking Bookish. It's our very first episode, and we're calling it Writing Curriculum Vitae, CV, What Makes You an Author. At the beginning of each show, we're going to give you updates on our own author journeys. I'm Donna Norman Carbone, author of All That Is Sacred, which debuted June 6th. And this is Hope Gibbs, author of Where the Grass Grows Blue, which debuted May 16th. So Hope, we had a really exciting month. How did we we did? So we have, the reason we're doing this podcast, uh, we're debut authors. Uh, Our books just came out within three weeks of each other. And we went from just being writers to being thrust as published authors. So we met about a year and a half ago. So Donna signed her contract with our publisher, Red Adept, about a week, week and a half before I did. And with our publisher, they have a Facebook group. And it's kind of like a mentor group or a a group where you can ask questions or if you, you know, are confused about something, you can ask in that forum. And It also is a way to introduce yourself. So I introduced myself as Hope Gibbs, live in Tennessee, and I'm women's, I write women's fiction. And Donna immediately sent me a message and we connected. And I have to say it was one of the best moments through this entire journey of of launching a book was developing the friendship that I have with Donna because she could tell me little things that were getting ready to happen because she had signed before me. And it's just been a wonderful experience getting to know Donna. And right back at you. Um, I am equally grateful for our connection, which is what brought us here. Um, I think when I saw that you signed your contract, I was like, I need to make a connection with someone who was in exactly the same shoes that I was in. Um, because at the moment that I signed my contract, I was so excited and really set my sights just to sign the contract and, and with, with the possibility of publishing my book that I hadn't really considered what next. And I, I was so overwhelmed. I had no idea what was next. So Hope and I really, um, worked kind of in tandem and reciprocally at times, because in the beginning, Um, It looked like my book was going to launch first because I'd signed my contract first and I got my edits back first and then it switched. And so um, Hope got her launch date, which was sooner than mine. So then she was sort of in the lead and and was knowing what was going on and helping me out. So, um, So anyway, I think it's been such a crazy journey from writer to author. And I want to know from you, Hope, like at what point... Did you consider yourself an author or did you always consider yourself an author? Well, so I had, and I think every writer has a different path 
I mean, no one has the same story. I didn't set out to write a book. Um, a few years ago, uh, I was saying goodbye, getting ready to say goodbye to my second son. I have five children and I had been a stay at home mom that, and you know, for 20 years at that point. And then it dawned on me cause I could do math that I was still going to be in my early fifties when all of my kids were leaving. So I kind of had like a little bit of a, a little crisis and a friend said, well, start journaling, journal your feelings. So I started journaling and that lasted about a week. I didn't like it. I didn't want to talk about me or my feelings. Um, what I started doing was I created some character and then I, then it hit me, you know, maybe I could write a book. Cause I, I went to college. I went, I have a degree in television production. I wanted to write for TV, but life got in the way and I didn't do it. And so I started writing and I did it in secret. No one knew what I was doing. I didn't have a community around me. So to say that I, to go from a writer, just to even say I was a writer, that was a big step to say, oh, I'm a writer. And I'm now just getting used to the word author. I, it was hard for me to even say I'm an author and now I am an author. <laughs> so what about you? When, Donna, when did you think that you were a writer? When did you feel like you were an author? Tell me about your story. So I have always felt like a writer from as early as I can remember. My mother has a picture of me as a four-year-old sitting down at the desk, just, you know, writing away. Um, I, I, in many ways, I felt like I lived in my head a little bit and I kind of created this whole world that was in my head. Um, and so I went on to write poetry and short stories. I remember for each of my school yearbooks, middle school and high school, I was like the person people would come to and say, we need a poem. So I would write a poem. And, um, and I, you know, I always thought it would be wonderful to publish, but I, you know, you go through college and I, my, my professor in college laughed when I told him I wanted to be a writer. He's like, you need to find a day job. You need to find, you need to pay the bills. And so he was right. And so I became a teacher, which, you know, is another passion of mine. Um, but then I had kids and, you know, life gets in the way. And so my dream of being a published author was put on the back burner for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I really felt like there was this hierarchy almost like I always knew that I was writer. I always had confidence in my writing, but I would not call myself an author until I was a published author and it needed to be a traditionally published author. I actually have had some of my poems published and I still didn't consider myself an author until I got that novel published. So, you know, it was that moment, that moment, probably when I signed my contract, I started to really kind of recognize myself as an author. But I do think for everybody, it's different. I remember somebody saying, you're an author when you have when you have put words to page and finished a project, no matter what that project looks like. I agree. I mean, I do think that it is a little daunting when I, when I signed my contract, I still had a hard time saying the word author. And I don't think I really felt comfortable with it until the, the morning that my book debuted. I, I'm a person who goes to bed really early. I can barely stay up past nine o'clock. And on my day on May 16th at midnight, I stayed up because I wanted to actually see the moment that I truly, in my mind, felt that I was an author. So, but I think it's different for everyone. And I don't think that there's a right way one, one way or the other. No, I don't either. I absolutely don't. And, you know, in retrospect, 
Um, you know, there are a lot of things that I would have done differently, um, you know, go, if I were to go back in time. Uh, but the, I think the one thing that I would have altered is just believing in myself and my ability. It's that confidence piece. Um, so one thing that I wanted to ask you is, um, you know, the, the change from, you know, being a writer to being an author, like what is, what does a typical day look like for you? Well, being a writer, when I wrote my book, Where the Grass Grows Blue, um, I did it at night. I did it at my kids' halftime of their soccer and lacrosse and football games. I've even written when I've been in a tennis match during a changeover. I, I didn't have a set time to write. I would write whenever I could. And it was great because I was in this little writing cocoon. I mean, I, it was my little world and most people didn't know what I was doing. But then when I signed my contract and you know how this is when you sign with a publisher, you need to set up social media accounts. I didn't have social media accounts. I had my social media accounts were devoted to my children and their events and their lives and their birthdays. Um, I had to come up with an author website. That was daunting. Um, so, but in the past year though, my writing, my creative writing has kind of changed a little bit because I have to do business writing. I have to get blogs ready. I have to do social media posts. I have to do proposals. I have to reach out to libraries and to bookstores. And, you know, it, the list goes on and on and trying to find people to review your book and, and connecting with, you know, book, bookstagram and book influencers. So it's a lot different. There's more of a business side to being an author than there was to being a writer. I mean, what, I mean, what is your thought on this, Donna? What was it like for you? Yeah, I totally agree. I, being a school teacher, um, I'm really busy during the school year between reading, reading for school, grading papers, you know, creating lesson plans. So the summer for me was my de designated writing time. I would get up in the morning. Um, first thing, usually devote at least four hours of writing time every weekday over the summer. Even if I was away on vacation, I would wake up before everybody else did and write for, you know, hopefully four hours. Um, and then I would use my school year when I had downtime, whether it was after school or a long weekend or a vacation to get some editing done. And like you, I, you know, I was really private about my writing just because I, you know, I hadn't taken it anywhere at that point. Um, and so, and I never shared my writing with anyone else until I never wanted to share it until it was done, which every writer I think realizes it's never really done. Even, even at the last moment when the, you, the, you, that last editor is like, okay, um, this is it. Do you want any changes? Because after this, there's no more changes. It's almost like you get this, like, no, I'm not done. <laughs> it always needs work. Um, but I, um, I like you, went from this very private space of writing mm -hmm. to a, a, a change in sort of um, just my, my total outlook because I didn't realize how much business and marketing played into becoming a published author. Um, and so now my priorities and have shifted because they've had to from an organizational perspective. So um, during the school year, I come home every day and I spend at least two hours on the business of, you know, 
being an author with the tasks that you mentioned. You know, who knew that you had to ask other authors for blurbs? I had to learn how to write letters for that. Um, I had to set up social social media. I had to um, learn how to do a podcast, reach out to people. Um, so there's a whole new set of skills that comes with being a published author, no matter whether you're published traditionally or self-published, um, which is something we're going to talk about in, in a future episode. But, um, you know, there's just such a huge continuum between the things that we need to learn. I agree. And so I, People always ask, where do you write? And, you know, do you have a, an office? I didn't have an office when I was writing. I wrote, like I said, I wrote on when I was at my kid's school, I would write, you know, when I was in the car waiting for them, if they, you know, had an activity, I would write at the beach. But when I became an author, so to speak, when I signed my deal, I actually devoted a part of my house to, to having an office because you have all these things on your calendar. You've got emails you've got to respond to. You've got all these, you know, there's just so much. And so now I actually have an office devoted not to writing. I'm not going to create anything in there, but it's very much a business. Can you tell everybody the name of your office? It is. It's called my clothice. So we have an office. We bought this house uh, years ago and the person we bought it from, he worked from home. And so we have this beautiful office but it's just too big for me. But there was a closet um, beside it. And so I turned it into my clothis. <laughs> I love that. I'll have, to, I'll have to do a tour there. I mean, it's going to yeah. take, it's literally, I think I could lay down in it. I'm, a very, I'm very short as well as you are, Donna. Yes, um, I think it's about five feet. And yeah. but that's all I need. Wow. Yeah. Maybe we'll do an episode about writing spaces. Yes. Or, or. <laughs> author, quote unquote, spaces. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are what are some of the things that um, you have learned along the way, things that you didn't know before, aside from aside from even the business stuff? It's shocking how much I didn't know. I mean, I did not go. I'm not trained. I'm not a trained writer. I I did have marketing in my background. I, you know, I did work a little bit in corporate America. Marketing was my minor. So that part actually came easier, but I didn't know the lingo. There mm -hmm. was so much lingo when I, when I did start querying or when I was trying to, to come into the writing community, there was all these acronyms and things. I had no idea like a, a CP. That's a critique partner. I didn't know what a critique partner was because I didn't have one or a beta reader. I mean, what about you, Donna? How did you learn everything? Well, I um, initially, there was like a, a shift in my personal life such that I decided, you know what? I'm going to try to publish my novel. I have a novel. I want to try to publish it. I knew that my strength was more on the writing side than it was the marketing side. So I took a course called the Query Mastery course. And we'll talk about writing resources in future episodes. But um, one of the things that came out of that was establishing a writing community. And one of the suggestions was to get a Twitter account because there was a very strong writing community on Twitter, which there absolutely is. And I started seeing some of these acronyms like WIP and MS and MC. And I'm like, I 
I don't even speak this language. I don't know what they're saying. And so, you know, I come to find out WIP is work in progress. MS is manuscript. MC is main character. And so I just, you know, started this whole process learning things the hard way. And, you know, that's, that is the foundation of why Hope and I are here because we have that in common, um, learning, learning things the hard way. And we thought, you know, we have this new skill set. Why not put it out there to help make your lives easier, no matter what stage of writing you're in, whether, you know, you're just coming up with an idea for a book or whether you're getting ready to publish and you have no idea where to go. Absolutely. And when I started the querying process, I didn't know there were so many options to publish your book. I thought there was only the the big four, big five, whatever they are now, or self. I didn't know about small presses, which you and I are both with, which is still a traditional type of publishing. I didn't know about hybrid publishing. There were so many things I didn't know. And what I had to do is I had to do what a lot of writers do. We research. And I came across, you know, the WFWA and I gobbled up every webinar they had, but I also felt like I was playing catch up. And so what I want to do is try to, you know, help people, you know, this, this is what worked for us. This is what some things didn't work for us. Um, And just, just be a good resource and be honest about it. Cause I was embarrassed to ask because I was afraid that, Ooh, they're not going to think I know what I'm doing. I didn't, but um, it's, I would love for people to be more relaxed about it and be like, oh yeah, I didn't know what that was. Mm. Yeah, I think I I agree with you. But in addition to being embarrassed to ask, sometimes you don't know what to ask because you haven't been put in that situation yet. So you don't know like what kinds of questions to ask down the pike because you you haven't been there yet. So we kind of hope to clear that up and give you a little bit of a roadmap through this podcast of ours. Absolutely. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to do this twice a month. So we're going to come up with subjects that will help you. And also just, you know, not just all about publishing. It's about writing and, and so many other things that we wish we knew that, you know, we, we learned it the hard way. So you don't have to. Absolutely. And at the end of every segment, we are going to give you uh, some homework. Um, We're calling it a do now, which is kind of a call to action, something that we want you to walk away from an episode and think, okay, now I have now I have something to do. So your do now for this episode is to assess your writing goals. Think about, you know, what do you want to do? Where do you want to be in a year from now? Where do you want to be in five years from now? And um, we are going to get you started on how to begin. Absolutely. And Donna, can you tell everyone where they can find us on social media and our website? Sure, absolutely. Um, You can find us at www.authorstalkingbookish.com. We would love to hear your questions and your feedback. There is an an option on the bottom of our homepage um, that you can email us. So feel free to go to our website and email us questions or comments. Let us know, you know, if something really helped or if it didn't. So we're getting ready uh, to sign off here. And our next episode is going to be all about publishing, all the different methods, all the different types, just that way, you know, that way you can learn along, 
you know, learn from our mistakes. Absolutely. Or our successes as well. Yes. Okay. Well, Donna, this was, this was so much fun. It was fun. It was a great first episode. I'm looking forward to the future ones. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Hope Gibbs. And I'm Donna Norman Carbone. It's time for you to get to work. We look forward to seeing you in two weeks with another tip from your author friends.